Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about practical and effective ways entrepreneurs can simplify their life as a leader and eliminate the frustrations and chaos that many business owners are challenged with. With me today is Pete Moore. As a lifelong multipreneur and business coach, Pete has owned and operated businesses in the service sector as well as retail since 1994. He's owned franchises, started his own businesses, and bought and sold some along the way as well. His passion is helping other business owners and leaders create and implement frameworks that simplify leadership, strategy, and communication across their businesses so they can enjoy the freedoms that entrepreneurship can deliver. Welcome, Pete. Thanks for having me. I'd like to start us off by asking you a question on something we talk about a lot in our executive programs centered around leadership and entrepreneurship. Why is it so important for leaders to spend time working on their business as opposed to working in their business? Well, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. In a nutshell, so many business owners, at least business owners that I work with, they're often working so much in their business that they don't get a chance to work on their business. They're managing their business instead of leading it. And I think it's a, there's an interesting distinguish characteristic around that. And basically, the way I like to lead uh, and the way I coach most of the people that I work with is that leaders should lead and managers should manage. And from that side of things, I look at working on your business as a leadership side of things and working in your business as a management side of things. So if you want to lead your business to bigger and brighter things, you need to spend time working on it. You need to spend time honing the promise. You need to spend time working through all of those different things that are going to take your existing business, what you currently have done well with and got it to this point, to the next level. And you're breaking through those ceilings of complexity and all that other stuff. But that is the leadership job is to look through that stuff. So even if you're, if you're finding yourself mired down in the frustration and you're managing your business 52 hours a week, carve out at least one of those hours to work on your business this week. And then you're trying to morph and reciprocate that. So really you're working the majority of your time on your business and not as much managing it. I mean, that's ultimately the goal for most business owners and leaders. I can share from my experience that balancing is, is difficult and it's easier to say, just work on your business, not in it. How can leaders prevent from getting dragged into working in the business or at least guard against it? Well, I've come up with, and I know we're going to talk about the five P foundations that I have basically, but in essence, it's a combination and, and I'll just name them off uh, right off the bat and we could dig into them later, but it's a combination of honing your promise, understanding your product and aligning it with your promise, your processes that all need to be in full alignment and your people so that you can have the profit, right? So you've got your promise, your product, your process, your people, and your profit. And once you've aligned that sort of stuff so that you're earning enough profit that you can afford to have great people working with you to free up some of that time that we're talking about, you're mired down in the frustrations of running and managing your business, then that's sort of the alignment of what you need to do in order to start working on your business and looking at all those interesting things and working in what I call your freedom zone. Okay. So your five P's, you've got promise, product, process, people, and profit. Can you go a little deeper into some of these and, and also are certain ones more important than others? I think it all depends on the season of business you're in, Mike. 
there's certain ones that flare up at given different times. The one that's most consistently the biggest one that I work with is people from that side of things. It seems to cause the most sort of sleepless nights and all of that kind of stuff from an entrepreneurial or leadership perspective. But there's certainly different seasons of business where each of them rises to the top of frustration, let's call it. And it all starts with your promise. And without the right promise, everything else doesn't happen. And how do you drive the right promise? And the promise is what you're promising your clients, because ultimately, without clients, you have no business. So from that perspective, we really need to hone down and be very, very, very clear about our promise. And how do you drive a promise? How do you find a promise? I mean, the easiest way to align your promise and to develop a promise is understanding what your client's problem is, their true issue around that. And then what is your unique solution that is going to solve the problem? And once you have the solution, then you have to frame it in a way to show them what their life will look like afterwards because everybody buys a better life. And whenever we're ready to part with money, part with our time, part with anything, we're looking to have a better life. And whether that's buying a steak or buying services or even buying a Kleenex, all of these different things, we're always looking to have a better life whenever we part with our money. So you have to ensure that the promise is aligning with creating that transformation of where they are to where they're going to be and where does your product or service stand in that center that's going to deliver it back to them? Continuing on with this promise concept, a lot of what we talk about in, in some of our programs centers around communicating and getting alignment of your workforce so you can deliver that promise effectively and consistently out to yeah. your customers, right? And out to the market. Why is it so important to make sure everybody in your business knows that promise and knows the vision and mission? And how can a leader ensure that everybody has that proper understanding? Yeah. I mean, it's not even just that the people within your business know. It's just as important and maybe more so that everyone knows, all of your clients, all of your wholesalers, all your suppliers, all your outsource partners, your team, of course. But that is the leadership job, is communicating the, the why, communicating the promise. And it's something that we need to do as leaders always Repetition is the mother of skill and all of those different things around repeating that promise consistently and effectively communicating it in every meeting, communicating in all of your marketing. It just has to click through every time so that everybody's in full alignment. When that happens, everything becomes easier because everybody knows what decisions they need to make. And that's where the promise starts because as leaders, What's our main job? Our main job is to make decisions, right? And we need to make the decisions that are going to drive this thing ahead. So what we want to do is we want everybody in the whole organization to fully understand what that promise is so that they can make decisions at the lowest possible level within the organization so that everybody knows what to do, why to do it, and what the right answers are. Because if they can get the answers, the clients can get the answers at the lowest possible level, that reduces friction and frustration for them. So that's reducing friction and frustration for all of the rest of our team members and the leadership. So all of that sort of stems from the communication of what that promise is. How can these five Ps be leveraged to further turn frustrations into freedom? 
each one of them has its own leverage points. And when you're combining them all, you're really starting to master the efficiency and effectiveness of your business within your business and outward facing. And people want to do business with companies that they feel have their stuff together. So I have this other model called the wheel of momentum. And when you feel this wheel of momentum sort of rolling through, your customers feel it too. Your team feels it. There's this culture of momentum. There's this culture of these guys know what's going on and they understand what promise they're delivering. They understand how to deliver it effectively. You know what? I want to work with those guys. And when that starts to happen and your business starts to grow and those kind of things, all of the processes and the people are in alignment in place, the profit starts to happen. And then you can start looking for different things in different areas. I call that sort of the, the creativity zone. When you're in, back in the creativity zone as a leader, then you're always looking for that next best thing that's going to align with the promise and going to develop it even further. So lots of different things around that and how it can be increased and enhanced. And when we first met, you talked a little bit about getting your business to be more turnkey and getting the business kind of yeah. running itself. I'm guessing the wheel of momentum is to get you towards that place you want to be. What additional guidance or advice or even starting point could you share for leaders that want to get it going to the point where the business is essentially running itself? You know, Mike, I think this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to go through your product. So we understand what product is aligning to that promise. You've got to, you got to work through that sort of thing. And you're shaving off the stuff that isn't in alignment anymore. You're honing down the things that really is your bulk of your material. You're always looking for the new stuff coming in. The processes, the same sort of thing. There are so many processes in your business from hiring and firing and from bringing all, all of your different products and services within your business and honing them from uh, your customer service side of things. I mean, it's just the sales process, the marketing processes, all of those. There's always room for improvement. We're always trying to perfect processes, even though there's really no perfect process. It's one of the leader's job to always be looking for those areas of where can we hone these things down? Because once we have that product, once we have the better processes in place. Once we have the people, and when I look at people, it's who's your ideal clients, who's your ideal team members, and who are your ideal outsource partners? And I mean, you can remember whether it's your service suppliers or your team members or your customers, you can remember probably by first name, the worst ever customer you've ever had. And you can probably remember by name, the best ever customer you've ever had. And so when we look at those, we're trying to steer everything towards the best ever and trying to eliminate the worst ever in all of those different categories of people so that it's freeing us up as leaders to enjoy working with the best people, both on a customer perspective, in our team perspective, and with all the suppliers that help us deliver our promise. So there's frameworks around that to create who's your, your best client, who are your best team members, who are your best suppliers. I put them literally on a scoreboard and score them. And from that perspective, you're really aligning because just as much as you want to attract the best people to your business and that sphere of influence, you want to repel the other ones. And it's okay to repel. In business, we, we aren't the right business for all people. So let the people who 
are your worst customers, your worst clients, your worst suppliers, go somewhere else that they're the best for them. That's their kind of way of doing business, not yours. That's okay. And so many business owners try to be everything to everybody. It just doesn't work that well. It's not the way to the profit. It's not the way to the freedom. It's not the way to reduce frustration. With those people, it just creates more. Yeah, trying to be the one solution for everybody is, is definitely a recipe for frustration. Uh, it is, least, it is. Right? And some of what you're saying reminds me of some stuff I learned earlier in my career about creating systems. It's important to have a system first, and then you can always improve that. And we teach improve a thousand things, 1% instead of one thing, a thousand percent, and your business is going to get better every day. Yeah, I love that. And one of my, one of my coaches, Mike, gave me a great acronym and maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, but for the word system and a system is something that saves you stress, time, energy, and money. So what does a system do? It saves you stress, time, energy, and money. And boy, if you've got your system or processes in place and they're doing that, then why would I not want to do that more, right? Yeah, who wouldn't want to save time, stress, uh, energy, and, uh, and yeah. money in the process? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm guessing you're gaining accountability and alignment in all this stuff too. Well, I want to turn gears here a little bit. You've managed to create time and reduce stress and get everything aligned right and such. What are you doing with the time that you gained back? And what benefits have you seen from using the five P's and putting this stuff into practice in your businesses? Yeah, well, uh, one of my main business, we own some shoe stores. And with the shoe stores, I basically work somewhere in the vicinity of, let's say, six or eight hours a week. The shoe stores, they're a good solid business. Well, why can I get away with running a couple of shoe stores and only working six or eight hours a week with that business? because I've already done this. I've aligned these things. I've set it all up and the business is running. I have great people. We have awesome processes. Our products are aligned with our promise to our customers and there's profit there. So what does that profit allow me to do? It allows me to have the conversation with you today. I'm here at my home office, working out of my home office, working in my other business, which is simplifying entrepreneurship instead of Shootopia here today. And from that perspective, I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. I love coaching entrepreneurs. It's really just something that I really want to do down the road. And I still love footwear and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I love my shoe businesses, but really it's set up so that it's more of a passive investment right now. And I'm writing a book right now. I'm working through all these different things that I choose to do because I have the freedom to do that. Uh, one of the other things uh, I've just, I mean, we're recording here the, the last day of January. And when I, uh, you know, last week I told my team that, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Florida for the month of March because I, I just want to get, I haven't had a vacation for a while. And they're like, yeah, okay. And I mean, I'm going for a month. So it's not like a, I'm taking a long weekend. Uh, it was just sort of, yeah, okay, we'll see you. You know, uh, that's good. I'll check in and all that sort of stuff, but I've aligned my business to allow me the freedoms that I want to have in my life. And one of my lines that I used often, Michael, is this idea of you own your business. It shouldn't own you. And from that perspective, that's that freedom that I'm talking about. And does it happen again overnight? No, it doesn't. It takes some time to set up. It takes some process. It takes some work and some energy and alignment. If you're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and overworked, you have to start somewhere, right? 
Yep. And it's, it's great to hear that your different teams are okay with you taking off for a month and having you check in, obviously, for time. They know that you have their back. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. And you don't have to be that hero leader, as I like to talk about sometimes, where it always has to run through you and you've got to be involved in everything and you can just go relax and, uh, and enjoy the time. So it's great that you can get to that point. Congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, I, I am definitely not a hero leader. If anything, I consider myself more of a guide than a hero. I let my team be the hero and I just want to be their guide. I love it. So any final advice that you would like to impart to our listeners, our entrepreneurs and, uh, and leaders? I think if you're feeling sort of frustrated, if you're feeling time deprived, if you're feeling as though you can't do what you want to do with your business, take five sheets of paper, write the word promise on top, write the word product, write the word process, people, and profit, and lay those things out. Brainstorm around how you could do even a little bit better. Like you said, Michael, you know, that one, two, 3% improvement on each of these things. It's not that hard to do. It's not that you already know what needs to be done. The, the whole idea of scripting it down on a piece of paper will make it more actionable. And one of the things that I like to say is, you know, you can ideate about this stuff. You can postulate about this stuff, but there comes a time as a leader where you need to activate and writing some of this stuff down will help you with that activation of making some change in order to truly give you back some of the freedoms that you want as a leader of your business. I really like the activate message and, and writing things down too. I, I don't write everything down, but when I do write something down, it does tend to get a little more attention. Well, Pete, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about ways that leaders can simplify things and get back more of their time so they can work on things most important to them and take the necessary time to recharge like you're talking about. Thanks for having me. If you're interested in more from Pete, please visit his website, simplifyingentrepreneurship.com. I've placed a link in the description of this episode for easy access. In closing, I'd like to take a moment and thank our listeners. We wish you the best of luck as you move forward on your leadership journey. Please check back regularly for additional episodes.